It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Washington football with your host of the Locked On Washington football team podcast, David Harrison and Chris Russell. You can find Chris Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern time at the Team 980 and on the Radio.com app and covering your Washington football team for Washington football at SI.com. Find me, David Harrison, at the Locked On Bucks podcast, as well as this podcast, and at BucksNation.com, part of SB Nation, covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Find Chris on Twitter at Russellmania621. Find me at DHarrison82. And find the show at LockedWFTPod. Thank you to all new listeners and returning listeners. And as we always do, we want to remind you, if you haven't already, click subscribe on your podcast platform of choice. Leave a rating, leave a review, let us know how we're doing, and help other fans of the Washington football team franchise find the show just like you did. Chris, another day, another quarterback conversation to have in an ever-developing saga, whether it's Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Alex Smith. There's always quarterback news uh, going on when you're in need of a quarterback. And kicking off, there's there's the one in Houston making a little bit of noise via social media. Yeah, uh, I mean, like you said, every day it seems like there's different movement on different fronts. And obviously we dealt with the Alex Smith situation earlier this week. Uh, And now like Deshaun Watson, he's been kind of quiet for the last couple of weeks. Apparently he met with the new head coach there uh, and reiterated once again, that he has no desire to play for the Houston Texans and he wants to trade and he wants out. And then he tweeted David this quote, loyalty is everything. Don't you ever in big capital letters on the ever forget it. Don't you ever forget it. So clearly, I mean, that's got to be obviously a message towards the Houston Texans and the fact that I suppose they weren't loyal to what they told him, that they would incorporate some of his beliefs. Are we to believe that based on on the reporting and based on what he tweeted, that anything has changed at all for Deshaun Watson and that, you know, he's he's planning on digging in and it looks like Houston might be planning on digging in as well. Yeah, I mean, I think at, at this point, it's, I think it's been very made very clear, you know, from the player, from his camp, from all the reports coming from inside the situation that uh, Deshaun Watson just isn't interested in being a Houston Texan anymore. And it's kind of a too late, you know, that bridge is burned, blown up, scrapped, and it's been converted into art on a street somewhere, you know, on a street corner somewhere for everybody to to awe at and gawk at the way that we're doing via social media mostly these days. Um, I don't, you know, Deshaun, it's going to it's gonna come to a push and shove situation. You know what I mean? I, I don't, I still kind of stand by my convictions. I don't think the Houston Texans want to give in on this as, as much as maybe, you know, people think they should. And Deshaun Watson is going to be put in a position where he's got to decide if he's going to give first. And I mean, this this could be a situation, Chris, where we see Deshaun uh, basically start, you know, on, on the Houston Texans roster in the beginning of the season, but then maybe gets traded week three, week four, Something like that. I don't know. It's it's hard to tell exactly how it's going to play with a franchise like the Houston Texans that have just done a, a lot of things that go against conventional wisdom with running an NFL franchise. Uh, so it's it's hard to predict 
franchises that are unpredictable and have, have proven to do things that aren't aren't really uh, traditionally sound. But yeah, I don't I don't think Deshaun's coming off of his 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 stance anytime soon. Um, but even more surprising is the fact that Russell Wilson might get traded before Deshaun Watson, and that is not something I expected to be saying here at the end of February when the month of February began. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, we first started hearing the rumblings a a couple of weeks ago. We addressed it right then and there, the possibilities. What he said on the Dan Patrick show, we told you the next day that the Seahawks were not happy about that. Clearly, this goes back a little bit further, David. I mean, just like the animosity really quickly grew with the Deshaun Watson situation, although that one's a little bit easier to kind of figure out now, uh, it looks like the animosity and the friction between the Seahawks and Pete Carroll and the Seahawks organization, and I guess John Schneider, uh, has has kind of grown quickly here too. So according to Adam Schefter, uh, after a story came out in The Athletic earlier on Thursday, uh, Wilson has not demanded a trade, according to his agent, Mark Rogers, but he has told the Seahawks that he wants to play in Seattle, even though he's disgruntled. However, if a trade were to be considered, the only teams he would go to are the Bears, the Raiders, the Saints, and gulp the Cowboys. How <laughs> do you untangle this mess that I just laid out for Russell Wilson? Yeah, I, the only thing I can think of is they are relatively considered playoff contenders, you know, uh, in their divisions, and they're kind of the best options supposedly in each of those divisions. I know that most people still view the Dallas Cowboys as the top team in the NFC East, quote-unquote, um, and if he joins the Cowboys and, and with the weapons that they have on offense already, they, he certainly makes them uh, a dangerous option. And the Saints, I mean, the Buccaneers obviously aren't going to be trading for Russell Wilson this year uh, with Tom Brady still playing, so the Saints are kind of the next best. The Raiders are kind of maybe that next best, you know, after the Chiefs and then the Bears after the Packers potentially. I mean, Minnesota, unless they came off of Kirk Cousins in, in the running, and then Detroit just made a trade for Jared Goff themselves. So, I mean – I guess that could be a connection. They all have offensive-minded head coaches, so mm-hmm. maybe that's a connection. It's not weather because Chicago's weather is nope. terrible. I think you just I think you just hit on it right there. That's what right. I said Thursday afternoon on my radio show. Uh, what you just said, Pete Carroll's a defensive mind, and those four teams currently have all offensive-minded yeah. coaches, and that leads us obviously into the dilemma of or or the question of why wasn't the Washington football team uh, on that particular list by Russell Wilson, despite, you know, growing up in his formative years in Richmond, Virginia, which is, you know, obviously where the Washington football team right now, at least has training camp. Uh, you would have thought, okay, that would be a spot, good defense, good, you know, pretty decent running game. Yeah. Apparently Russell Wilson, not interested in Washington. And maybe it's because Ron Rivera is a defensive minded head coach. Do you buy that? It could be um, another thought that crossed my mind on why Washington may not be on that list is honestly some of the drama surrounding the organization right yeah. now with with the investigations and even the logo change and and the team name change and the ownership conflicts and 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 all that stuff. It just may be a situation. Russell has always been really good and really aware about his brand management, mm-hmm. um, so he may just not be wanting to join a franchise that is kind of coming to a crossroads or a tipping point, uh, hopefully sooner rather than later, and not want to be part of that roster in case that tips a way that he doesn't want his brand to go with it. What's interesting, I uh, saw some odds and a bunch of teams were listed. The Raiders were tops 4-1, to one, the Dolphins 7-1, to one, 
the Washington football team eight to one, the Cowboys 10 to one. And that's the, 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 uh, only two teams of, of those four on his, on his supposed list, right? Uh, the Cowboys and the Raiders. And again, the Raiders are the top odds in that particular situation. The other thing I was think, kind of thinking of, you know, the Raiders and the Dolphins are the only two of those four teams that we just mentioned in terms of uh, the odds that have a quarterback to then trade Seattle back. Washington, right. who are they going to trade back? Kyle Allen? Yeah. I don't think Taylor Heineke is going to, is going to do the trick and the Cowboys are probably looking at a tag and trade situation. uh, But you you might even have to give some, some more draft capital for them to take on a franchise tag contract on a one-year deal with Dak Prescott. Uh, Yeah, you're right. If they could, if they could work that out with Dak Prescott, yeah, may, and maybe that's the answer there where Russell Wilson comes to Dallas and Dak Prescott goes to Seattle. Could you imagine that? That would be uh, pretty funky. <laughs> that would be interesting and, and some interesting odds there for sure. Uh, and if any of our listeners want to get in on those odds, of course, we want to send them to betonline.ag because they are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, whether it be NFL prop bets, NBA or NHL action, whatever you're looking to, looking to bet on, even award shows, TV shows and reality TV Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Go to betonline.ag because they've got you covered for all the new scores and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Just head to their website, sign up for a free account today, use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag with the promo code Locked On. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, today on the Locked On Today podcast, rumors swirling about how long Albert Pujols has left in baseball. Is he going to retire? Is he the best player of the generation? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. All right, this is the Locked On Washington football team podcast, along with David Harrison. I'm Chris Russell. You can follow David on Twitter at dharrison82. Uh, and, of course, listen to him on the Locked On Bucks podcast with Jay Jarko, and as well read him, BucksNation.com. You can follow me on Twitter at WrestleMania621. Listen to me on the Team 980 Monday through Friday with Pete Medhurst, 3 to 7 Eastern Time, and on the Radio.com app and Washington Football on SI.com. All right, let's get to it, David. We'll kind of roll a couple of stories into one here. ESPN came up with a team-by-team daring move for each team in the league, and their daring move was to sign Cam Newton, and they laid out a bunch of analytical reasons why Cam Newton's year in New England not as bad as people are making it out to be, uh, that it was not his fault necessarily that they didn't make the playoffs, uh, that his completion percentage, something I, we've talked about, uh, de- definitely improved uh, from the time uh, that he was in Carolina as his career uh, and his 
inter, you know, his, some of his turnover rate uh, is certainly manageable, I guess, uh, and, and kind of just shortening it up. We all know that Cam Newton is a fit in this system because this system is what he came out of. The question is, is that the fit that they want in this system, if that makes sense? He's a fit in the system, but do they want him as a fit in the system? There were some rumors swirling around the D.C. area on Thursday uh, from uh, one of the team insiders, uh, J.P. Finley of 106.7 The Fan and NBC Sports Washington. He said he had talked to sources, I don't know who, uh, that said don't expect a pursuit of Cam Newton. Uh, so that is uh, certainly an interesting thing. Uh, Peter Schrager of Good Morning Football, of course, on the NFL Network, had his thoughts on Cam Newton and Ron Rivera and the Washington football team. Why don't you take a listen to this? It comes to Cam Newton. I'm not going to doubt him. That's real talk. I'm not going to doubt him. You look at all these quarterbacks around the league. There's a lot of players we could plug in there. You put Cam Newton with a familiar coaching staff and with that charisma and that conviction in a setting that he believes he can be the alpha, I believe he still has a chance to succeed and in that NFC East can flourish. My last point, he doesn't have to do it all. This isn't going to be the Carolina Panthers where Cam Newton, we need you to throw for 300 yards and run for 100 yards and have three touchdowns and also be the face of the team and also be the face of the franchise. Washington's got a lot of talent, primarily on the defensive side of the ball. I'm looking at these guys. Chase Young is their leader. Chase Young, Kim, you hit on it so beautifully and eloquently yesterday. He is a rookie last year. He was already the captain of the defense and was already their vocal leader. Imagine him in year two after winning Defensive Rookie of the Year and having a full season under his belt. You add that to Montez Sweat, who came along in year number two. You add that to guys like Payne and Allen and Ioannidis. <laughs> They're amazing. so loaded on defense. And by the way, on offense, they showed some real flashes too. I thought Antonio Gibson showed some real stuff at running back. And Terry McLaurin mm -hmm. showed that he can be a top receiver yep. without steady quarterback play. Yep. I'm excited about Washington. And I think Cam Newton brings a certain charisma and the conviction and the fact that he's being down and written off more so than even last year where it was like all right the Patriots it was such a weird year last year like I don't know if the Patriots situation was the best situation for him it was a situation I think this year with people saying he is done he looked terrible last year all this stuff give me Cam Newton and Ron Rivera two people who have been doubted their entire lives I will take Cam Newton in Washington and if I'm sounding like I'm selling it really hard here I actually believe it mm -hmm. he's a perfect fit for the Washington football team all right, again, that was a clip from Good Morning Football, the uh, the breakfast table crew there talking about uh, Cam Newton being a quote-unquote perfect fit for the Washington football team. And, and, yeah, we've kind of talked about this before on the show, and and my view of Cam Newton from covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and seeing his kind of decline with the Carolina Panthers. I mean, he played 14 games in the 2018 season, but anybody who saw that season would tell you that he should not have been out there for all 14 of those games. Uh, unfortunately, Cam, you know, charisma – and mentality and hunger and all that stuff is only going to take you so far. The physical attributes that are required to play quarterback in this game. And then the, the, to, to play quarterback, the way that Cam Newton likes to play have to be there. And they have been declining. They have been declining since before new England and they've been declining for a reason. And, and as much as coaches sometimes like to bring their guys with them, this is a situation where there is a reason that the team ultimately took a, a turn into a different direction 
uh, with, with the quarterback position. There's a reason that that whole thing kind of came to an end, and I think that it needs to be left in the past of Ron Rivera's coaching history and not be brought back up to the current state. But I know that this conversation is going to come up uh, quite a bit. But another conversation, Chris, that we're going to have on today's episode that we kind of primed yesterday – and I've had this conversation now at the Locked On Bucks podcast on our episode dropping today as well, is the possibility of the Washington football team trading for Buccaneers tight end O.J. Howard. We know that conversation happened before, previously, before the Trent Williams trade was made to San Francisco, that potentially the Buccaneers were in talks to trade for the left tackle involving O.J. Howard in that deal. Now O.J. is coming off of a season where he missed 16 games because of the Buccaneers' postseason run. Only started one game this year, played in four regular season games before missing the rest of the season due to an injury. What are your thoughts? When I, when I say to you, Washington football team could potentially want to trade for a guy like O.J. Howard, what kind of a compensation package comes to your mind and how you view O.J. from this angle before I dive into the Buccaneers angle? Yeah, I, I mean, considering the injury, considering assuming that you would have to take back that $6 million-ish salary, uh, which maybe the Bucks might have to eat some of it. I'm not sure. It kind of depends on how uh, Washington views it. But, I mean, it's a hefty salary for a guy coming off of an injury that, you know, you were trying to get last year that kind of was in the Chateau Bow Wow at, at times with Bruce Arians. Uh, to me, I can't imagine it would be much more than, I don't know, say a sixth-round pick, maybe even a conditional sixth-round pick somewhere in that neighborhood. Maybe it's a fifth-round pick, that type of thing. I just don't see it being a premier pick or a top you know, 120-type pick uh, in any sort of way. Again, especially when you combine the contract and the fact that he's coming off uh, of a pretty much well, a season ending injury that cost him, you know, much of the Super Bowl season for the Bucks. Now, the one thing I would point out, he did have, I believe it was two touchdowns in the four games that he played. So, I mean, you know that OJ Howard can still play if he's right. And that's why I think the Washington football team should absolutely consider uh, a run at him. It's just got to be the right look and the right package, David. Uh, and I don't know if that's going to uh, come around, but I'm going to, kind of tee you up for when we return because I want to get your view and Bucks fans view on what Washington in this case might have to pay for OJ Howard and whether it's even worth it for Tampa Bay to try and do that. But we are brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. Whether you have an old car, a new car, foreign or domestic, whether you're looking for a major part or something for vanity purposes, rockauto.com has it all, baby. That's right. Go to rockauto.com and you don't even have to leave your couch, your kitchen table, hell, even your bed. Whatever you want to order, you want to order, they've got it. Again, foreign, domestic, old, new, major, minor, what have you. Chain stores have all that big overhead. They pass along all those extra prices and charges to you because they don't know you. You're not the mechanic down the block who they give a discount to because that person or that shop buys in volume. So you're going to have to pay for somebody else. Uh, and why should you do that? You don't have to do that at rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wrapping up the week here at the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast, David Harrison and Chris Russell on Twitter at dharrison82 and at russellmania621, also at LockedWFTPod. As we get through the offseason, betting on prop bets or on Washington football team futures doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. And Chris, coming into this segment, you just kind of talked about your evaluation of what O.J. Howard might be worth in a trade going to the Washington football team. And the reason I asked you to kind of give your thoughts first is because I've been covering O.J. Howard for his entire career. I've had him on my show. I've done interviews with him. I've seen him in practices and games and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I have a different view of O.J. Howard than someone would from the Washington football viewpoint. And the same thing, Ron Rivera, I mean, he's seen him, you know, as a coach for the Carolina Panthers, he's seen OJ in action in person, but he's still an outside view looking in at OJ. So that's kind of why I wanted to compare and contrast. And it was interesting to me that you mentioned maybe a conditional sixth round pick or a fifth round pick, because we actually had a, a listener for the Locked On Bucks podcast tell us that his, his imagining what he would like is maybe a fourth round pick, something like that, but more realistic is you're probably looking at a fifth or maybe two-fifths if you're kind of lucky type of situation, taking into account some of those injuries and all that stuff. But then we also had another listener who uh, who, who hit us up on Twitter and said, you don't trade O.J. Howard for anything less than a second-round pick. And again, that's kind of the, the view from the Tampa side, right? We know what O.J. Howard can do because we've seen all of his potential when healthy and all those other things. And so that's kind of the, the compare and the contrast that I wanted to get from this conversation. So I really love it where James settled was coming in and asking for a second, maybe a conditional third round type of draft pick. I said, if you get a third, you take it. I think that that's you, you, if you get offered a third round pick, you take it and you run with it. And I also kind of speculate that maybe you throw in a fifth. So I'm a little bit closer to what you said, but I think, the answer probably lies somewhere in the middle, right? You're probably looking at maybe a fifth round conditional or maybe a fourth round with a seventh round kicker from the Bucks in there somewhere. So so Washington gets OJ in the seventh and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get a fourth round pick. Maybe somewhere in the middle. That's, that tends to be how stories work, right? There's there's the, there's uh, each side of the story, then there's the truth. So I kind of feel like maybe that's where we're, we're dancing in with that deal. What do you think about that potential? Yeah, I don't know if I see two uh, picks unless we're talking about one this year and then one, you know, next year or something like that. Again, I, I think it's complicated. If OJ would have played this year and would have been a part yep. of a Super Bowl championship team for longer than just the four games, you know, I, I think we would be talking about a different argument. But when you combine the fact that, again, he missed would you say the final 16 uh, games yep. or so, including uh, the postseason, along with the fact that, again, a trading team would have to take on his 
six million dollar base salary and, and oh by the way it becomes guaranteed at the start of the league yep. year so it's not like if you don't like him or if you don't think he's ready to go or or if you if you think he's lost it for whatever reason you can just get rid of him no 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 you you know i, I mean i guess you could but you'd be throwing away six million dollars so i think his cap number and his contract situation further clouds and complicates the Tampa Bay ability to get something in return. And they honestly, they might just have to cut him um, depending on how they work out their cap with Godwin and Levante David and so on and so forth, just from the standpoint of, I don't know if they can carry $6 million for OJ Howard, along with great Gronkowski and everything else that they have to do. And considering that, I don't know if another team is going to be willing to absorb that 6 million guarantee. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the team has already said they want to bring everybody back as much as they can. Rob Gronkowski, uh, you can't imagine he's coming in for under $6 million. So if they keep OJ Howard on the roster, you're talking $18 million dedicated to your tight end group. And when you're looking at trying to keep guys like uh, Shaquille Barrett, who we're going to talk about here in a second, Chris Godwin, Levante David, and the list goes on. Dedicating eighteen million dollars of your cap space to tight ends is is a really hard sell. There are some Buccaneers fans who actually want to see the team maybe move on from Cam Brate, uh, bring back OJ, bring back Rob, and let Cam Brate go or trade him somewhere. So interesting conversation. And, and for our listeners here on this show, if you want to hear more of kind of my thoughts on the evaluation, because I hit on a lot of the points that you hit on, Chris, uh, about OJ Howard's trade value. Of course, we talked about this as well at the Locked On Bucks podcast. So you can hit that up. And then, Chris, uh, to wrap up this episode this week, we've got another Buccaneer to talk about. So a Buccaneers mm -hmm. heavy ending to the week and a <laughs> potential free agent edge rusher, uh, Shaquille Barrett. Yeah, so Shaq Barrett, I mean, look, I, I have all the respect in the world for him. I think he's a, a dynamo off the edge when he's healthy. And obviously, you know, you saw the impact that he could have uh, against Green Bay and, and, and you know, at, even in the Super Bowl. But here's the problem. I don't think with where Washington is that he's a fit here. A, I think he's probably a better fit, of course, in a 3-4 than a 4-3. On top of that, they have, at least for now, their two 4-3 ends. And sure, they're likely to lose Ryan Kerrigan in free agency. But again, I just don't see the exact fit at, obviously, the cost that Shaq Barrett is going to want and, quite honestly, deserve. So unless I'm missing something there, David, I'll... I mean, I'll turn it over to you. I, 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 is, is he a fit in Washington? No, absolutely not. Um, he's not going to, he's not going to replace chase young. He's not going to replace Montez sweat. He's not uh, an outside linebacker in a four, three type of scheme. He's, 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 a, he's not a liability totally in pass coverage, but he is, he's a pass rusher. He's a guy that you want to pass rush and you're only going to drop him in coverage. as kind of uh, oops, got you and make sure the quarterback has to be honest about all of his reads type of thing. Um, and even Shaq himself, when he came, when he came to Tampa, he told us he's always like, like playing in three, four. Uh, and, and he enjoys playing in Todd Bowles's version of the three, four, even more because of how creative it is. And I can't see him looking to play in a four, three moving on if he does leave Tampa. And then, like you said, the contract number that he's going to going to demand. I mean, PFF, has got him averaging out to $18 million a year, which sounds about right, to be honest with you. Didn't have as good of a season this year as he did last year, but he still put up eight and a half sacks. And, I mean, that's that's still a good year no matter who you are uh, coming off the edge there. But, yeah, doesn't doesn't fit in Washington. Uh, doesn't really present what he's looking for in a scheme defensively anyway. Um, so, really, it's, it's not a match for either side um, other than the fact that Shaquille Barrett is just – he's the kind of personality you want to be around, and uh, you're not going to pay a guy $18 million for his personality. Absolutely. Um, coming up next week, we will um, 
have some more great coverage for you, obviously, as we make the calendar turn to March and we should start to find out who the Washington football team actually is targeting uh, in free agency and by the trade market. Maybe we'll have an answer on Brandon Sheriff as well. We still have some of those odds to clean up uh, from starting quarterbacks. And who knows, maybe somebody will get traded uh, this particular weekend. That's going to do it for us on the Locked on Washington football team podcast here. Have a great weekend. Thanks to our sponsors all week, betonline.ag, as well, rockauto.com and builtbar.com. We appreciate you listening to us and downloading and sharing the Locked on Washington football team podcast. Of course, make sure you check out David Harrison on Twitter at dharrison82 and on the Locked on Bucks podcast. And as well, I'm Chris Russell at WrestleMania621. We will see you next week right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 